0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What is going on everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 101. It's Elijah Fire 101. It feels like we're starting a class. We're gonna be, uh, Chris is gonna be teaching us some sweet stuff. Um, Also, by the way, they're doing like, they're fixing siding on my place. So it's, you might hear booming and I'm gonna try and get on that mute button like real quick. Uh, if it happens. Uh, but right now, so far, so good. Um, my guest, uh, I've been, I just, every single time my guest today comes on, it is just, it's awesome. It's Straight fire. So I'm excited. She just celebrated her 30th birthday. And dare I say, she had probably one of the most epic, the most epic 80s party in Alabama, arguably in the whole country. Um, a couple of days ago she's a singer songwriter she's a drummer for the 11th hour at church international and she's also one dynamite preacher Uh, she's got an amazing teaching gift amazing preaching gift so i can't wait for what she has in store for us today so let's give it up for my guest today krista j bullock Shalom,
2: shalom
1: welcome back
2: Still, my favorite intro out That's of any cool. podcast or any uh, streaming show whatsoever. It's just amazing. And oh. it fit totally with the theme of my birthday party
1: yeah definitely which does.
2: by the way thank you jeff for that wonderful message oh, everybody yeah. jeff sent and he was a part of the video messages and at the very end well i'll have to tell you what he did at, at the very end because i might i may have something to show a little later too but uh, thank you jeff i just wanted absolutely. to say that to you in person
1: absolutely absolutely it was like one of those i was like if i if i lived closer i would have just invited myself over
2: <laughs> you are all the elijah fire crew has yeah. a standing invitation to all my parties.
1: oh awesome yeah yes. well one of these days we'll have to cash in on that definitely come
2: on down alabama won't know what hit it
1: yeah that's right that's right <laughs> oh yeah i've actually i think i've only been to do you consider florida the south that's kind of a debate
2: do I consider Florida the South? Yeah. Um, I consider Florida a country of its own, a yeah. <laughs> part of the South. Um, they they are. I, I mean, geographically they're in the South. Right. But I think Florida's just their own breed, man. Yeah. They're See, they're beach people.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe it's like the like because I always just from a non-southern individual, I always considered the panhandle of Florida yeah. more south.
2: Yeah yeah and then
1: is. you know, you've got like the southern part of Florida is more like you know its own vibe, you know it's own yeah. thing so um yeah, yeah, Florida's
2: just so it's like Florida's kind of like Texas, man, it's just its okay. own thing,
1: yeah, so okay. that's
2: the way I, but I love I love Florida, don't get me wrong. I yeah, love Florida's Florida. Awesome. I vacation in Florida quite a bit, so i am I am a pro Florida person. <laughs>
1: there we go. yes, we yeah. are. Ron DeSantis all the way, Um, man, man,
2: come on.
1: Yes. Uh, I wish we had him as our governor up here in Oregon. I'm just saying. So, um, okay. So Krista, you gave a message at your church on, I believe it was on Sunday. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today, but it was, it was pretty solid. Uh, I, I just, I was like that this is exactly what we need to be talking about right now. So. Just jump right in what are we gonna be talking about?
2: well, what we're gonna be talking about today is kind of the direction God has me going in at the moment and I, I kind of felt like it was when I did um the wake up sunshine tour that I, that I was on for a minute and which was actually I preached that I actually want to say a year ago today I preached that message and uh actually at the church for the first time and so um, I, I believe it was today you can people can correct me and I'm sure they will at some point but mm-hmm. I, uh, I I did preach it a year ago this month and it was called wake up sunshine and this time it's it's so funny how God does that but this this time around God has me on this whole new thing and some people have called it speak up sunshine but the title he actually gave me was silence isn't golden i love that and we we've heard that phrase like our entire lives and and probably have said it a time or two Mm -hmm. silence is golden silence is golden you know don't say anything because silence is golden and then if if well should i get involved no you know silence is golden well you know no it's not no it's 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 really not and, and we've got to, that's a big misconception that the church has is that let's not get involved. Let's not say anything because we well number one, your, your biggest issue is because you don't want to offend anybody. Right. That's, that's your number one issue, but they'll say, you know, let's, let's not say anything. Let's just, let's kind of stay out of it. Let's stay neutral. Mm-hmm. Let's stay neutral. Don't and, make any you
1: waves. Know, yeah. yeah,
2: let's not make any waves. Speaking of Florida, let's not make no waves. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, the church has got this whole idea of let's just keep silent and let's just kind of stay out of the way. That way we don't get drugged into something or we don't mm-hmm. get, you know, dragged into this or whatever. But the Lord spoke to me when I was asleep and he said, silence isn't golden but it can cost you everything. Mm. And so I began to really meditate on this and and ponder on this and I was like, God, what do you mean silence isn't golden? And so he, you know, he took me of course to the scripture in Ecclesiastes where it says there's a time to keep silent mm-hmm. and then there's a time to speak. Well, this is not the time to keep silent that we're living in. There is times that you do keep silent, but this is not it. This is the time that we need to open our mouth. And so this is my main scripture, and I've got my notes right here, so I'm going to look at it. Awesome. Yeah, you good. Ephesians 5.11 says, in the King James Version, it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Well, in the English Standard Version, and this is one of my favorites, it says, take no part of the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, then I was like, okay, I got to find out what these other translations are saying. So I went to the message translation, which is one of my favorites because it's mm-hmm. the woman translation and it fills in all the blanks. And so this, <laughs> one, <laughs> this one, it's a more detailed description, but in the message, Ooh. it says this. And this is going to set the tone for the whole program. It says, don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the sham they are. It's a scandal when people waste their lives on things they must do in the darkness where no one will see. Rip the cover off those frauds and see how attractive they look in the light of Christ. Wake up from your sleep climb out of your coffins, Christ will show you the light. So watch your step, use your head, make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times. Mm. And when yeah. I when I read that, I was like, okay, this is my scripture for the next year. Yeah. And, you know, people want to get all over us, you know, every Sunday or Tuesday. And they want to say, well, all you do is just go on a rant. All you do is just yell. You just go on a rant about things happening in the nation and all this. No, we're doing what Ephesians 5.11 says, and we're ripping off the cover and exposing the darkness and exposing them for the sham that they are. Yep. And so this is what the Lord is telling me right now about silence isn't golden because you'll never rip off that cover and expose the sham of the darkness if you can't even open your mouth mm-hmm. to speak. I mean, what are you gonna? You're gonna be like that meme, you know, that guy who holds up the cardboard sign and has always got a different message, uh-huh, like yeah. <laughs> you know, boycott this or stand for this or that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, your sign might get an, uh, get attention but life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. And if we don't open our mouth and speak right now, then what good are you? What good are we doing if we can't open our mouth and speak? And so that's where the Lord has me right now. It's just in a time of, you know, just like the message translation says, it says make the most of every chance you get. I'm done with being silent, Jeff. Mm -hmm. I'm done with watching what I say. Yeah. I'm I'm done with with sugarcoating things because I want to be that person when all this comes to a close and all this is said and done that is on that list of people who dared to open their mouth. And so just like today on this program I'm making the most of every chance I get.
1: Mm-hmm. If
2: I offend somebody, oh well. It it happens. Nope. I'm sure I'm sure this won't be the first time I've ever offended yeah. anybody.
1: Well, I think too, sometimes, I mean, I don't know what you think about this. Do you feel like um, sometimes we can get convicted about something that somebody says and our flesh gets in the way and then it turns into offense as a result of like, rather than God had intended that moment to convict us, it was the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit convicting us and we flip it into offense and then we get at somebody like, no, you shouldn't say that because uh, I mean, what do you think about that?
2: Oh, absolutely. And that is one of the biggest tools that the enemy has is to mm-hmm. get you into a fence. Mm-hmm. Because, see, you can't. I mean, I'm just going to be real and transparent. Yeah, right before we, we went on, I was aggravated about the whole camera situation that we couldn't get going. <laughs> I was I was aggravated about it. Even though I know it was nobody's fault in yeah. particular, it just aggravated me because I'm like, I'm always late. I'm always Aww. late to the program. This is, you know, and that's my mom coming out in me, yeah. not my dad. Everybody yeah. <laughs> knows that. It's my mom. And so it's the, it's that pastor coming out in me and I'm like, yeah. okay, we've got to be on time. But I knew when I, right before I, I didn't even sit down and I asked God, I said, Lord, I said, I need to be back in the right space, the right uh, the the right heart condition, uh, spiritual place to be able to speak. I can't speak if I'm angry. I can't yeah. speak if I have malice. I can't speak if I'm frustrated, mm-hmm. because I mean, yeah, sure, we can open our mouth and speak, but it's not going to carry much weight right. because love never fails. Mm -hmm. And so if you work out of love and you speak out of love, which is why if I get really aggravated at somebody, I start doing the whole love confession out of Corinthians. And so I I do the whole confession because I'm like, I can't, I can't stand up in front of people and give a word from the Lord Mm -hmm. if I don't, if I'm not operating out of love. Yeah, And so, yes, I do think that it, and it can it can try to affect us too, because we read comments or something like that. Not that we do it on purpose, but we can read it. And then we get, a aff- we get offended at something that somebody said. And when you're like, I'm going to address that the next yeah. time I'm on air, <laughs> I I'm going to talk about that. And God's like, yeah. then it's- I will reschedule you. <laughs>
1: That's funny because I was actually just talking to my wife about this very thing. Um, because I was saying somebody had sent a very unkind comment uh, that I saw this morning. And I was like, my first thought was, don't you have anything better to do? Um, uh, but, uh, but I was like, I should just address this, not say names. And, and my wife was like, if you do that, you are, uh, that's exactly what, that's exactly what Satan wants. He wants you to engage this and start yeah. something. And I was like, yeah. Oh, like, see, that's why my wife is amazing. Cause sometimes you just can't see. And that's why it's good to have fellowship because you can like so, yeah. have people go, hey, don't do that. You know, yeah. here's why. Because sometimes we just can't see. You know, so, yeah, yeah. So
2: you know, and and during this during this time, I mean, listen, there's a lot of things that that I mean, I woke up to something this morning very similar, yeah. and uh, apparently we have, you know, we live in the largest county in the state of Alabama. That's where uh, the church is. That's you know, we, it is the largest county, okay. and there's a Facebook page. Uh, that this county and everything going on in the county. We are the talk of that Facebook <laughs> page at the moment, which I consider it an honor. Thank you. Uh, but we have people telling us what they're saying and things like that. And I and it's just situations like that. And I want to I wanna speak up and I want to say something and I want to address it and all this. And yeah. then when I sit behind the camera or I get up on the platform or something like that. I promise you, God will move me in a different direction. And then once it's over, I'll think, "Man, I was gonna say that. I was <laughs> gonna address that." And God was like, "No, you ain't."
1: No, <laughs> yeah, 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 I you're know you were. That's why. Uh, that's why we do a little diversion. Exactly. Yeah,
2: but it is easy to get into offense, especially right now during this time where everybody split right down the middle it's such mm-hmm. a the i mean this was the biggest church split of all time you know as, yeah, as my dad as my dad as the the glasses year the bam bam your vision yeah. that year that yeah. number and i I'm, I'm just saying it over and over so people will get it they'll be like, oh yeah yeah
1: 2020 there i said it
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay okay that's what we said but that's yeah. all we're saying yeah. that's all we're saying but He said during that year, you know, ever ever since that happened, I mean, it split everybody directly down the middle. You want to talk about the biggest church split of all time. It split people right down the middle, the church, uh, friends, family, everybody, because at that moment, you you found out who stood on the side of righteousness and who didn't. And it split everybody directly down the middle. And we're still not over it. -hmm. We're still not over it, which lets you know how big of a deal that actually was, Mm -hmm. because we would be past that by now. Yep. But we're not. Mm -hmm. We're not. And and the number one reason is because the church is getting getting the enemy has infiltrated the church to the point where he has us fighting against each other that we can't we can't fight the darkness or expose them pull the cover off because we're arguing with each other
1: yeah and we're well, talking
2: about each other
1: yeah and even to add to that and it, it, I feel like every everything that we every page turn every chapter turned since 2020 to now has been another op, another moment of split within the church and and yeah. the thing that we've talked about on the show a lot is about Roe v Wade and when Roe v Wade yeah. got overturned, how controversial that was, even in the church. And I was oh, like, Oh, I know. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And it's yeah. like, yeah. Um, and I just think that even that kind of stuff, too, where it's like, uh, yeah, you're you're right on. You're absolutely right on.
2: Well, so. and you know, uh and we've heard this all our lives a house divided against itself can't stand. Yeah. And And so the enemy, the enemy knows he's about to lose. Mm -hmm, He knows, and he knows that every week we're doing exactly what Ephesians says. And we're, we're ripping off the cover. I mean, it's like every Tuesday at the 11th hour. I mean, we're, this is one big old cover we've been trying to pull (laughs) off the entire time, but he knew, okay, how, how do I do this? How do I, how do I get in there? How do I stop this? How do I do this? Okay, the time of the line is coming. How do I stop this? How do I get people to to listen to me and, and not press in? Oh, I know. We'll get them the way we've always got them, mm-hmm. and we'll make them start fighting each other. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you got social media, blog posts, different things going viral, everything, and, and just really different people slandering men and women of God. And you're like, you're sitting there and you're you're to the point where you're going, would you just open your mouth and say something? Mm. Like just open your mouth instead of just sitting back with your popcorn, watching this show happen, get on social media. If you're on it, scrolling, because obviously that's how, the only way you're watching it. Get on there and say something to take up for these people. Yeah, Speak up for these people because Mm -hmm. these are the people who are speaking up for you. So why don't you get on there and speak up for them? And that is our number one job at this moment is to hold these men and women up, these men and women that are speaking the truth Mm -hmm. and who are facing the darkness all the time, every day, all night, all day, they lose sleep over it. And you know, I was preaching Sunday and, and I know you're a big star Wars fan. Yep. And as, as am I. And, and before people start hating on us, the company that owns star Wars now was not the company that wasn't always
1: Disney. It wasn't
2: them. And uh, that didn't come till way later, but the original yeah. ones, the, the OG that yeah. was not them. And so yeah. those are, those are the best ones anyways. But yes. I begin to tell the people Sunday that you know and I'm want to read this description to those that that don't tune into the church or anything I just want I want you to hear this and you just tell me and Jeff Jeff is my witness on this he knows know. so if people don't know so everything that is phenomenal in this world, everything is prophetic Come on if something is phenomenal, it's prophetic and that's why you need to pay attention to like i've always said you need to pay attention to the super bowl you ain't got to watch the halftime show cut it off that's yeah. fine you don't have to watch that you you really don't even have to watch it because you enjoyed the game but usually god speaks something through that game because it has the entire world's attention yeah so good listen if the devil can speak something through through an event that has the entire world's attention,
0: don't you think God is speaking? Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now back to the show. Exactly. I mean, the, yes. I mean,
1: <laughs>
2: the king of kings, like he, trust me, he know the creator of the universe. So uh, God Almighty is going to say something. Come on. He's not going to let the devil have that kind of audience. Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's saying something, too. Yeah. And all of all the people that, that boycotted the Super Bowl because this past year missed the whole point that it was Joe and Donald battling it out. Yep. And even on my TV, the two main people, now normally, and I'm a big sports fan, normally it's the two quarterbacks that they show up there to battle it out. It's normally the quarterback. That's just the way it goes because he is the superstar of the team. But in this case, it was a guy on the defense and the quarterback. And why, why is that? Well, the guy's name was Aaron Donald, and the other guy's name was Joe Burrow. And I was like, at the very end, I realized that I was like, there it is. I was like, there it is. There, there's what God was trying to say. And the guy with uh, Aaron Donald on the team, well, they won. So what was God trying to say there? I don't know. Go back and look at it. and You'll figure it out.
1: Read between the lines. (laughs) Yeah, read between the lines.
2: (laughs) Read between the lines. So if you don't think something like Star Wars, what God was speaking through, then you don't have eyes to see. Because something that phenomenal, ever since it came out, all the way back in the 70s, ever since it came out, the franchise has never left. It's never left. It's right. always everywhere you go. Yep. It's it's in all the stores. I mean, there's always at least one T-shirt somewhere. Well, I want to read people kind of a synopsis of the whole thing. And you tell me that it wasn't. So... Number one, it was the ultimate battle. And you and I have talked about this before. It was the ultimate battle between good and evil. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes you wonder what they were talking about when they would say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But yet everything was futuristic. So somebody was trying to tell a story here, either in my opinion, my own personal opinion, either somebody was thinking of the world before all of this an ultimate battle between good and evil in the very beginning a long time ago in the galaxy far far away in another dimension or they were talking about now but they were speaking of it from you know the future yep so it was the ultimate battle between the forces of good and evil against a dictatorship who was ruthless they were killers they were bent on controlling the minds of people, and I'm still talking about Star yeah, Wars. Everybody, you're talking for about today, right? listening, yeah. this is about <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. But there was a group of people who posed a threat to the First Order, and they called themselves the Resistance. Mm-hmm. They they were the Resistance, and they they were a threat to them. And the Dark Side also called them the Rebellion because they were the rebels they didn't go with anything they 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 said or any kind of uh mandate or issue that they went along with and the resistance for a group of people who fought for freedom of the galaxy Mm -hmm. because they were tired of being controlled they fought for freedom of the galaxy and protected a certain group of people called the jedis And the Jedis were the only force in the galaxy strong enough to stand up against the leaders of the First Order and the leaders of the dark side. And Mm -hmm. they could not be controlled. Mm -hmm. They couldn't be controlled. And they were a threat. But it was the resistance's job to hold them up to yep. support them, to protect them, to do whatever they, they needed to do. See, during this time, the men and women of God, such as my parents, such as Kat Kerr, such as Pastor Hank, Pastor Kent, Amanda Grace, Timothy Dixon, uh, Pastor Todd, all these people, and so many more, they are the Jedis mm-hmm. right now. They are the ones who are standing up against these people because they cannot be controlled. They cannot be told what to do. They're not scared of hell itself. They will they will stand on the front lines and face these people and face these demonic forces and they'll they'll do it all night if they have to. They'll they'll stay up all night fighting for everybody to protect and to protect the galaxy that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. But you and I and all of us, what are we called to do? We are the resistance. Mm-hmm. We are the ones who will protect these people, who yeah. will hold them up, that will hold their arms up as they stand out there. And it's our duty and our job to do so. In and in a good way and a good start to all of this is opening your mouth when people come against these men and women of God. And even if you don't agree with them, Even if it's something you don't understand, maybe it's a revelation you never got that -hmm. they did. It does not give you a right to criticize them. It does not give you a right to judge them because you know what? Prophets are servants of the Lord, which means that the Lord will deal with them, whether right or wrong. Mm -hmm. You just pray for them. You do your job. But a good start to us doing our job as the resistance is to open our mouth and stand up one of my favorite quotes it says strong people stand up for themselves but stronger people stand up for others Hmm. and so i choose to be the strong person and the stronger person i want to stand up for myself as well as my brothers and sisters and as well as the leaders that god has raised up during this time and i refuse to sit back and hear men and women of God slandered day in and day out mm-hmm. and not say anything, not say anything about it because I'm no, I'm no good if I don't open my mouth. And it's just like on social media, you know, I just the other day, I don't know what it is about turning 30, Jeff, but I just I threw caution to the wind. Yeah. I said, Lit a fire
1: it. inside of it, you. It did yeah. <laughs> it,
2: I mean that must be that when Jesus started his ministry whole thing that it just yeah. comes up in you and uh-huh. you're like, I forget it. I'm making all the religious devils mad. Mm-hmm. And so I I woke up one morning to hear somebody was talking about our church. And it was another local church in the area. And so I I began to, to hear about that. And I told him, I said, you know, I said, they are of another denomination. We're non-denominational. And I said, so I said, you really can't expect them to understand what we do and what we teach. I said that that's just kind of common sense. I said, but just because they don't understand does not give them the right to talk against us Mm -hmm. because they, they just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And, and so then that it went from that to something else, to something else. Then somebody direct messaged me on Instagram about a friend of mine who's also in ministry and started talking about some kind of bogus bogus documentary they had seen. And they asked me what I thought about it. And normally I don't respond to things like that. Cause I'm just like, whatever. I just brush it off. Right. I had had it. Jeff. I had had it that day. I said, you know what? I said, somebody better stand up for this person. Somebody better open their mouth. And I did it. I did not respond until I could respond in love.
0: Yeah. Until I could say
2: something out of love, because faith works by love, and so mm-hmm. you're only going to really get your point across if you do it out of love. And so finally, I just, I got, I, 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 I said, you know what? Enough, enough is enough. And my spirit was so grieved that I wept as I posted this on Instagram, and I'm just going to read it to everybody yeah, today.
1: Yeah.
2: I said, and you can go look at this. I, I said. I heard a story that hit me so hard, said a Lutheran minister began to speak. And he said, when they came out against the Jewish people, I didn't say anything because I wasn't a part of them. Then they came out against the Methodists and Pentecostals and the Baptists. And I didn't say anything because I'm not a part of them. But then they came out against me and there was nobody to stand for me. I said, I've never been more angered and grieved in my spirit than I have lately. As believers, as Christians, as the body, when will we start defending men and women of God when they are slandered, whether publicly or privately? If there is something you do not agree with or understand, take it up with God. And you say, Krista, are there ministers? You don't agree with what they say? Of course, but do not slander them to my face. Or it will not turn out well for you. Yeah. I didn't call them. You didn't call them. God did. In conclusion, it's time we stand up for each other, or one day there will be no one to stand for you.
1: Yeah, that's so good. That is great. That is so well put. Um
2: and and yeah. it's just during this time, and so the Lord's been really speaking to me. Kristen, you you need to speak up. Hmm. You know why why have followers? On social media, because they what are followers? They follow what you post. They follow what you do. That's what it says. It's mm-hmm. followers. So why not give them something to follow that's actually worth something? Yeah. Why, good. if you have this platform, then why not use it? You know what? I know that you're going to make people mad. I know, trust me. I know. But you know what? I have all the friends that I need in my life. I have them, and if this was it for the rest of my life, I, I'm in good company. Yeah, I, I'm in good company. You know, I I have the ones that I love in my life. I'm not, I'm not looking to to add people. I'm looking to add people to the kingdom, not just to my life. I'm looking to go out there and and rip the cover off of this to expose a sham that's being played out in front of our eyes. The the time of the big lie, you are seeing the lie every single day. So, yeah, you're going to make people mad. People probably will unfollow you. I have people that don't want to work with me in music anymore they don't want anything to do with what i do and they make up bogus excuses and i know it's excuses just because of what i do for a living and i'm like Mm -hmm. well you know what somebody better will come along yeah. Somebody better and then you're gonna be like that movie you know from the 80s where she was like big mistake
1: huge, big yeah. Mistake. <laughs> huge. yeah yeah
2: but and don't go watch the movie I'm not yeah. I'm not advocating for that yeah. movie but... she's just
1: quoting the line people don't at yeah, her quoting line, yeah
2: just... but it's it's the time my friends that we yeah. have to speak up because if we don't win this one. We may not get another shot.
1: Well, okay, so there's a there's another piece of the puzzle with your um, your resistance first order analogy, uh, and it's actually I I was when I was listening to your message um, on Sunday, I was thinking about this as well, and I was like, oh, this is another element that actually really applies. So Princess Leia created General Leia at this point created the resistance, but there's a there was a governmental uh governmental system that was ruling the galaxy at that time. Yeah. The First Order came in cuz they wanted to take over. Yeah. General Leia saw this problem and she goes goes to her government and she says, "We need to do something about this." This is a huge issue and they're like, yeah. "It's not a big issue. Don't worry about it. It's fine." And so she kept saying, "Hey, we need to do something about this. We need to do something about this. We need to stop this right now. We need to deal with it aggressively." And they said, "No, don't worry about the First Order. It's fine." Well, she ended up starting the resistance with other members who are of like mind, who were like, are we hear what you're saying. We see the exact same thing. This is a threat right. that needs to be taken seriously. What ended up happening, and you see this in The Force Awakens, is that the the governmental system called the New Republic gets completely wiped out by the First Order because they didn't heed what, what Leia was saying, what the, the other members of the resistance were saying. Um, And I think that's a really important because you were saying that's awesome. You said later, you said, if we don't do something about this now, if we don't start speaking up now and dealing with this stuff aggressively, we may not get another chance. And I think that that's a really important thing. I think that um, ultimately we know how the story ends, right? We know, but it's important to ask the Lord what our role in that is. Right. And God has been really speaking to me about this whole topic of speaking up a lot as well lately um and and really kind of getting me to ponder, be like what what uh, how does this apply to you and in your world like what what are areas where you could because and for me he used galatians he used am am i now trying to win the approval of human beings or god or am i trying to please people if i were still trying to please people i would not be a servant of christ and if that is not convicting i mean this whole conversation is convicting to me krista like and it should be it absolutely should be because yeah, I speak out on here, but I'm just looking at other areas of my life and going, What a- there's more, there's always more I can do. And, and yeah. asking, and I think that's an important thing for all of us to look inwardly rather than get upset because you said something that people didn't like or you used an analogy that people didn't like because it offended them. You're missing the point. If that's yeah. your if that's your takeaway from this whole thing, you're missing the point. If yeah. That's that's not the point. Yeah, she quoted that movie that you're like, Oh, you know, like you're missing the point. If that's what right, you, if that's your reaction.
2: Yeah, so. no, I, I completely and totally agree. Yeah. And, you know, during this time, every opportunity that I get and everybody I come in contact with, I, I filter it now through, is this a time to keep silent or a time mm-hmm. to speak? Like wh- which one is it, God? Which one is it? And he may tell you at times, don't say nothing. Don't say anything because you know there's some people that you're just not gonna change their mind yeah there's there's some people you know i i have i have a really lovely neighbor across the street and she's kind of one of those people we call them an e g r they're extra grace required
1: oh. and um
2: <laughs> and so she decides so I get a knock on my door a knock on my door at seven forty five ish In the morning. I was going to say at at
1: night, night, that's not bad, but like no,
2: (laughs) in the morning. Well, I had already had a really, let's just say it was a very challenging morning because I had been up since 4am, not, not by choice. And I had been up since 4am. I had been dealing with a lot of spiritual warfare and and I had been dealing with a lot in my mind. So I'd been praying, spending time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I get a knock on my door and it's, uh, one of the men who's working in the yard and he says, um, the lady from across the street is, um, out here, uh, demanding to see the person who lives here and, uh, she's cussing and yelling and all that. You want to come outside? I said, (laughs) no,
1: I said, no, not really. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I said, I don't. And I didn't. I never went outside because this is not the first time she's done this. So number one, I know the way the type of person that she is, and I do pray for her, but the type of person she is, is she you she's irrational when she Mm -hmm. gets in that place. She's irrational. You cannot talk to her. You cannot get through to Mm -hmm. her. Nothing. I mean, she it is. Her argument and her argument only like you don't you don't get involved. So it's like the Lord told me, okay, what what good is it going to do you to walk outside and get involved with that? It's going to actually probably hurt me more physically to get in that high stress situation than to actually bring some peace because she won't let peace in. So what I did was I opened the curtain and she's talking to somebody else outside And I put in my finger and I spoke to the spirit. And we've done an Elijah fire on this before about knowing the difference. I spoke to the spirit and I said, you shut your mouth. I said, get back in your car and leave. I said, if you can't say nothing nice, I said, then don't say anything at all. And obviously I know a spirit can't say anything nice. So I said, shut your mouth, get back in your car and leave. The next time I opened the curtain, I kid you not. She was walking to her car to get in it to leave.
1: Oh, man. So
2: the Lord was telling me, he was like, don't go out there. Don't say anything. It's a time to keep silent. But he told me, speak to that spirit from inside the house.
1: Well, Yeah, go ahead.
2: No, you go ahead.
1: I was going to say, and you don't, just because you're in that situation, it would be, it would be uh, unwise for you to then draw the conclusion. Okay. So he told me to be quiet now. That means be quiet forever. Yeah. There may be a time where it's like, because of you addressing the spirit behind right. it first, that actually could be the thing that God uses as an avenue. Boom, to open yeah. up for you to get to the heart of the matter. And Absolutely. so that's what's so actually so doesn't feel like it in the moment sometimes, but that's actually yeah. what's so fun about listening to the Lord because yeah. a lot of times in retrospect you can look back, look back and be like, whoa. If yeah. only you could have done this, God, only you yeah. could have changed this circumstance. That's so right. Cool.
0: Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Love it.
2: And so it, like what Jeff said, just because. Just because he tells you to keep silent in that moment, that's just for that moment in that right. one situation. And there's people concerning this nation that he doesn't want you to say anything about or say anything to, because you're not getting through to them. You're not going to get through to them. Listen, there is a perfect labor for every single person. You just may not be that person. Mm. You know, I I was telling this story Sunday. I had somebody tell me that they they chose to have an abortion with their child Mm -hmm. and that she said I know I know your beliefs I know I know what you believe and I told her I said you know what I said just because I'm pro-life does not mean that I don't love you right I said I I love you I said with all my heart I said if you need me call me I said at any time of course my my heart just uh, I mean, you know, you don't want to say broke, but it, it was it's sad, saddened sad yeah. because of the situation. But mm-hmm. at the same time, she knew my belief. She knew where I stood. We've talked about this before several, several times. So for that, I didn't walk away ashamed like I could have done something to change her mind. I could have screamed at her till I was blue in the face. But I'm not her perfect laborer, obviously. Because we've already talked about this. We've already discussed this. But there is somebody out there who is a perfect laborer for for her, as is everybody. So just because the Lord is telling you in a situation, you know what? Leave it alone. Leave it alone Mm -hmm. because you're not the laborer. You don't know how to say it in a way that they'll listen. You don't know how to do this because why? You're not anointed to do that for that person that mm-hmm. their perfect labor is anointed to speak to them. Mm. You know, the people yeah. that listen to me may not listen to somebody else. Like like and I'm talking on streams and different things like that. You know, everybody has their favorites. I, I even hate to say that because everybody's doing is, plays a vital role. But everybody does. They have their favorites that they tune in. I mean, I have people that I frequent more. Mm -hmm. than others
1: well there's some people that resonate with like what god is doing in you in that season it's not yeah
2: exactly but they're anointed to speak to me Mm and in the the same way Mm -hmm. but as the body of christ right now we are all anointed to open our mouth and speak the word didn't call us to be silent it didn't call us to be silent. It called us to speak, but to speak in love, to speak mm-hmm. the truth in love. Listen, Jesus did not remain silent. He was not silent.
1: Yeah, he was he, anything I but.
2: Mean, <laughs> I, I started laughing the other day because I was reading I, every time I minister, right before I minister, I always read Luke 4, 18. And it's the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, you know. And so... But then I kept reading and you know where it says, and then he closed the book and then he just went and sat down and I busted out laughing because I said, can't you just see Jesus up there? Like he comes up there behind, behind the, the pulpit. He opens the scroll and he's like, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. And you could just see them fuming. Like they are fuming, and then once he finishes, he goes and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Boom! It just that went is what we call down. an
1: old. That's that's what we call an old world mic drop. Mic
2: drop. Yeah, <laughs> like, he just went <laughs> Roll and up the sat, scroll.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just went
2: and sat down. Yeah. Like, all right, I said my piece. I said what I wanted to say, and they're all sitting there, go, going. Are you who does he think he is? Like, I mean, that they are fuming, but Jesus didn't keep silent. Yeah. The only time that we really have record of Jesus keeping silent was when he was going to pay the price for Mm -hmm. all of us. And he kept his mouth shut. Why? Because he knew that was that was the time to keep silent right then, because he knew the job he had to do and it didn't require him opening and and trying to defend himself trying to you know make a plead his case or anything like that he knew he said i'm i'm going i mean i'm going to the cross this is my job this is the job that's set before me and i know and that's the only time we have record of jesus actually keeping his mouth shut mm-hmm. but every time but all throughout the scripture we have record of jesus opening his mouth to speak but it was always in love. Yeah, always. Yeah. It was always out of the love and compassion, even when he said, you know, when he threw the, when he flipped the tables over, it was still in love. Mm-hmm. It was all in love. Everything he did was in love. So God didn't call us to be silent and to keep our mouth shut. He just called us to speak the truth, which is His word and everything that lines up with his word. But speak it in love. Yeah, so if if somebody is making you angry, like if they're talking about political things, different because that seems to be the issue, you know, at the moment, and they're they're saying these things and it's making you angry and you're just getting frustrated. That is the time to keep silent mm-hmm. before until you can get your ple- and your heart and your spirit in a place of love. Then open your mouth, yeah and not all, and not only will you see that it actually makes an impact, but your words will carry so much power when you open your mouth mm-hmm. that people will just stop and stare. And I mean, just like Jesus, when he said that, he didn't do it to go up there and go, "Look at me, I'm Jesus, and this is what I came to do. I'm the fulfillment of the prophecy Isaiah gave. No, he was saying, "I am." salvation i am i've come to deliver you i've come to help you i've come to to do this and and it made them mad Mm -hmm. but he spoke every bit of that out of love not arrogance not pride anything so that is our job as the body is to speak but don't speak out of pride don't speak out of arrogance don't speak out of frustration and anger Mm -hmm. but just do it out of love and compassion you know and it, I mean, it's just like this time right now. I mean, we're seeing people in entertainment finally stand up for what's right and stand right. up for our children. And you know, I've got to, I've got to give it to the Aldeans on that. I mean, my my goodness! And you can go look that whole situation up. But you know, Jason and Brittany, if you ever watch this, I support you one hundred percent. If you ever, if this ever gets to you, I want you to know, thank you for standing up. It ain't easy. It ain't easy in your your world, in your career, because you have everything to lose. But God is going to raise you up and you're giving people the boldness during this time to stand up all around you in entertainment, to ban with you. And you have us yep. as the resistance here. We will ban with you and we will stand with you no matter what. And I I just felt that in my spirit to to okay. send that message to them. And so thank you and all of you that are standing with with them and standing up for our children. Don't tread on our kids.
1: Mm. That's
2: what I'm going to leave that one as. But yeah. we've got we've got to open our mouth, Jeff.
1: Yep. We've just got to yeah. speak. So one thing that I want to actually go back to, which is something you had mentioned, I was like the halfway mark. Um, but first off, I want to address the people in the comments right now. Um, I know that you guys are throwing back and forth. And, and some of you might be, your hearts might be in the right place. But I want you guys to just chill out for a second and just listen to what we're saying because it's exactly what we're talking about. Um, and I also want to say this. Um, if you have an issue with prophecy, you're absolutely welcome here. If you have an issue with, uh, what, what the fivefold ministry actually looks like, you are absolutely welcome here. Like God is in the spirit of unity right now. And I want everybody, if somebody has a comment and it rubs you the wrong way, or it's a question and it's, you might determine it as mocking, just respond in kindness. You guys, like this is not, I, Whoever has issues in the comments with stuff we're talking about, you're absolutely welcome. Like this is what God is all about: is about the church coming together. And sometimes we have to get through these ugly stuff in order to actually like, get to where God wants us as the church. So if you're a Baptist or you're a uh, if you're non denominational, if you're Pentecostal, if you're whatever, like everybody's welcome. Like yeah. absolutely. And I know there's people I've talked to people who watch the show, and there's all across the spectrum of Christianity, uh, denominationally. And so I just want, I just wanted to say that one of the yeah. things I want to address, and it's more of a question and we can kind of see where this goes, Krista, is because I know that your family operates, because I'm all about fivefold, right? I know you're right. all about fivefold. That's right. apostles, that's teachers, that's uh, evangelists, pastors, and I'm missing one. Teachers. Apostle. Apostles,
2: yeah. Apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist.
1: Yeah. So we're all about the fivefold ministry and there's been a lot of neglect. We've had like a a three fingered hand for a long time within the church. And so I think there's this big thing that God has spoken to me over the process of doing this show, because I will openly admit to anybody that I talk to is there's been stuff on here just because of the way I was raised in the church that has made me uncomfortable. And the Lord has said to me, just because something makes you uncomfortable does not mean it's wrong. That's right. That's something that's really important. Because all, honestly, we can, if, especially if it's contrary to the way we were raised, the way we've interpreted yeah. something, right. um, we can uh, use that as a grid to look through and be like, well, that's wrong. And this is, this is wrong because of this. Like, I, I could give you tons of examples within my own life of areas where I was doctrinally wrong right. and was convinced I was right. Um, yeah. And just because it made me uncomfortable. And it's this way of kind of shoring up my understanding to try and understand something. Yeah. Um, but we're dealing with a multifaceted, infinite God. Um, yeah. so it's possible that even though you haven't experienced something that doesn't mean actually, it's not possible. It is. Po- it's very true. That no, it, it is. It's be, very possible. It is. It's just something you haven't experienced yet. Like I always use the example of like the Aurora Borealis. I've heard about the R- Aurora Borealis. I have never seen it with my own eyes, like been there to see it. Does that mean it's not real? Absolutely that does not right. mean that at all. Um, right. just cause I haven't seen that for myself. I haven't experienced that for myself. Doesn't mean it's not real. And I think that it's okay to ask critical questions. It's it's okay to test things, but yes. please, please, you guys, let's be the body to one another. Let's be kind to one another. Like you guys are also, sometimes people get in, like, I see this on Elijah streams too. People get in these just huge, like, it's like trench warfare. Y'all dig your trenches. You sit there and you just pop over, fire shots, duck d- back down. There's no progression. There's no advancement. It's just like back and forth, back and yeah. forth, back and forth, and it's fruitless. And so I'm yeah. just, I just really felt a boldness to say this: like, come on, chill out, everybody. Like, God loves you. He loves you so much. Yeah. He loves all of us so much. Let's come together and let's reason together. Yeah. Like, so okay, yeah. Krista. You have grown up in a family that's very prophetic, okay? Mm-hmm. You, uh, God has spoken through many avenues within culture. You guys have seen the signs. You've delivered the messages, okay? There have been some people that have issue with that. They're like, God speaks to the Super Bowl? What? God speaks to Star Wars? You guys are ridiculous. Um, I understand the hesitation with that. I understand oh, yeah. Yeah, the, for sure. Um, But... Like, I I think I admitted this on Monday, Martin's show a couple of weeks ago, I used to make fun of people like that. So I used to be on the other end of this much like not quite as severe, but a Paul, the apostle, Saul, Paul kind of thing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. God really changed my heart and I began to see it and I was like, I was wrong and I had to repent, you know? And so why does God speak through? Let's kind of revisit this. Why does God speak through things like the Super Bowl? Let's just touch on that again.
2: Okay. So okay. It's just like I said, anything that is phenomenal in this world, anything, and I'm talking, you gotta think of what is phenomenons. I mean things that are that are massive. I mean that that whether in pop culture, whether in entertainment, whether sports related, something like that. I mean things that are just that that grab everybody's attention. That everybody's watching, everybody's uh, got their eyes glued on. Then God, look, He's He says in His Word that He He wants every and this is in my terms. He wishes that nobody go to hell. Yep. to to perish. He wants you to be in heaven. He wants you not only to be in heaven, but to live heaven on earth. He wants you to be a part of the body. And so he's he's trying to reach, okay, the scripture says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that does not mean just the world as in, africa asia but you know different i mean you've got all these different places yes it means that too but it also means the world order like god so loved the world everybody in it one translation actually says the the world order Mm -hmm. which means the people in the world the different avenues in the world you know you've got people in music who who preach the gospel that only people who listen to music will hear that's it then you've got people that do this you know we've got athletes that are that are ministers and different things like that because they can reach a different group of people than we can Mm-hmm. There's only certain people, just like I went. I said, there's a perfect laborer for every single person and all walks of life. So if something has the world's attention and everybody's looking at it, see, the Super Bowl, something like that. Let's just take that for example. Yeah. Something like the Super Bowl has all walks of life watching. Why? Because you got the people that tune in for the halftime show. You got the people and that, that's all they care about. Then you got the people that just watch the Super Bowl because they want to have a party at their house. They're not even watching the game. They just play the game and have everybody over. See, that's my mom. My mom. That likes would be like me. To- yeah.
1: yeah. You, <laughs> your mom and myself would totally be kicking it together.
2: Yeah. yeah. Y'all, y'all be uh, Mary and Martha. In yeah, the eating kitchen. Food, you know, yeah. Just, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's those people that just, that only you know get they like to get together Mm -hmm. well then i mean and i and i only know this because i live in alabama and alabama is very sports centered we Mm -hmm. we are and so you've you've got a game like this that just it just brings in everybody Mm -hmm. why would god not speak through it
1: yeah i mean
2: he's got an audience it's like this is what we pray for this is what we long after of all denominations everybody we all want to see some kind of move of god whether in the in the prophetic whether what whatever finger you're on and the hand yep. of God, we all hunger to see a move of God. But see, it's just like I saw somebody on Facebook the other day, post something about how Eminem was singing about Jesus. I still hadn't heard the song, but I've heard, I saw a lot of ministers post about it. And so I saw people that got excited and mm-hmm. so I commented uh, un- under my friend's post, and I said, um, "I said, cue all the religious hater comments." I said, "Because they want revival, but not from Eminem." Yeah. You know, it's just like they right. we want we want revival, but we don't yeah. want it from the Super Bowl. Right. We don't want it from Star Wars. We don't right. want it. And God's like, "I'm trying to tell you something. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to get it through, but." You, you're not accepting it. And yeah. this is why, Jeff, we only have a three-fingered body. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had it for the longest. Mm-hmm. And I just did a program with Donna Clement. Yeah. And we, were t- we were talking about being daughters of prophets. And we told everybody, look, we understand if you don't get the prophetic. It's weird.
1: It I is weird. It. Yeah. I
2: mean I understand. It's weird is weird. good
1: though. Like weird is good.
2: I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, you know, for the longest, we cut off, we cut off the apostle and the prophet. And so we only had a three-fingered hand of God. Well, if I if I was to pick up my phone right here with three fingers, I could hold it. I could get it and I could pick it up. But if somebody came to rip it out of my hand, it would go out of my hand because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd, I'd grip it with everything I had to try to keep it in my hand, but it would fall. Yeah. But if I've got all five fingers around it and I grip it and then somebody tries to come and rip it out of my hand, I'll put up a fight
1: mm-hmm.
2: because, and then I got the other hand free and then I'll just, you know, yeah. and you're not getting my phone
1: Well, and also with too, my whole these- hand. Often, often people, uh, I think your dad has done this too, where it's like, this is the apostle because it touches all. This is the prophet Thus saith the Lord, the middle finger evangelist evangelist.
2: Cause it reaches they, longer.
1: And then the pastor is married to the church, right?
2: Yep. And yeah, the teacher and cleans out the ears cleans out
1: the ears. So think about that. If we're using this analogy, you've got the prophet and the, uh, and the apostle, these are the, two fingers i probably use the most and they're the yeah. strongest one so it's like even oh, yeah. in that analogy you're giving these using these to try and grip onto something it's like exactly. <gasps> yeah exactly. they're essential to the whole but it's just yeah um so i get it it's weird but you know what being a christian
2: is weird period it's all weird, And I've said this before because, okay, just just for example, just think of it this way. So we get this feeling on the inside of us, and we're like, when somebody's preaching, now we're just saying we're not saved. And I can't imagine not being born again, but it's like you you're not saved, and all of a sudden you get this stirring, and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm an awful person. like I've got to I've got to fix my life, like, oh my gosh. So you go to the altar. You get down on your knees, you say, Lord, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior, all this. Then all of a sudden you get up and you're like, I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. All of a sudden you accepted somebody you can't see. You can't see. Now, some people have had experiences where they did see Jesus first but then you've invited him to live on the inside of you. And now that you know that if something was to happen to you right then, you're not going to hell, you're going to heaven, which is in another dimension. It's in another dimension. And the scripture explains heaven to be just, I mean, all kinds of wild. And so this is what we believe now. And we know that Jesus is here and we can talk to him anyways. And then everybody's like, okay, but where, where is he? I don't see him here. Mm. Well, he's right here. He's right here. He's in me. He's in me. Okay. How, how do you know that? Well, I just know Isn't that weird by standards yeah. <laughs> like that. I mean, that's, that's pretty yeah. odd. Like as yep. Christians, we live an odd life and that we're going to spend forever with somebody we've actually never seen. Yeah. So, but yet we have the audacity to get on Facebook or social media and claim that other people are weird and tear them down because they saw something we didn't see. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you, honey, as a Christian are weird already. Mm -hmm. So really it's the pot and the kettle here. It's like, if you're calling (laughs) him or her weird because Mm -hmm. they saw something or they took a trip to heaven and you didn't, you know, I'd more, if, I would rather I would be sitting there going, "I want to go." Like why? Yeah. That that's more concerning to me is why I hadn't been. Mm-hmm. Not not the fact that you went, but the fact that I didn't go. I'm like, "Well, what's wrong with me? Why won't God let me go?" Yeah, you know. And but never even there's ministers that yes, I disagree with some things that they say.
1: Sure.
2: And I I, I don't agree with everything, but I won't dare talk about them wrong mm. i will not dare now if you start saying you know that you worship the devil and all this kind of stuff now i may have to open my yeah,
1: mouth I'll have to, I'll just step in Yeah, yeah
2: i might have to step in but you know what if you come to me and you say i believe that jesus was born of the virgin he came to this earth he died and he rose again and all this i have no argument with you mm. i have no argument with you my only thing would be okay now go tell the world that yeah. Go open your mouth and go say, go tell the world. And so and before we close, I, I wanted because I know that we're running out of time, but I wanted oh, to read we, this yeah. one, this one sl- like this one quote that I heard the other day. And it, it changed my life when I heard it. It said. It said, if you are silent about your beliefs because you're worried someone will be offended then your beliefs are not that important to you, but rather what people think of you is. When you stand up for what's right and what's true, you will receive both hate and love, but everyone will know what you're fighting for. Mm. So to all of you, when you open your mouth to speak, whether on a stream like this, whether behind a pulpit, whether to your friends, your family, will people know what you're fighting for by the way that you talk? Well, they know what you're standing up for, because if you're just neutral and you can live your life that way, you can live it neutral. You can live it fine. You can live an average life where you just go to work every day, come home, you grill out on the weekends, watch some football on Saturdays, take a couple of vacations a year, you know, and, and just and you'd probably be happy. That's fine. But don't come fight next to me because I don't want somebody who's neutral. But at the end of the day, when this is all when this is all closed and this has all come to an end, you will be saying, I didn't open my mouth. And you'll be like that quote from the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson when he says when they said, you you have nothing to be ashamed of. You didn't do anything. He said, I didn't do anything. And for that, I am ashamed. Hmm. Don't be that person when it's yes, all said and man. done that says, I didn't do anything and I didn't say anything. And for that, I am ashamed. So I ask you today, what are you standing for? What are you fighting for? And will people know it? And if they, if you want to, to get it across and get your point across and, and to, to make a difference during this time, then open your mouth and speak. We, we've already done Wake Up Sunshine. Now we're speaking up, sunshine. Mm, This is the second part.
1: Come on. So yeah. Okay. Krista, would you pray for the listeners slash viewers, please?
2: Yes, I will. Lord, I come to you today, Father, and I I just want to thank you, Lord, for every single person, every single person who's watching this stream, every single person that'll come across this stream in the future. Lord, right now, first things first, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is the first step into making history in this this world and in this time, is accepting him to be your Lord. And the scripture makes it so easy. All you have to do is just say, Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And if you want to add something to that, you say, now take my life and do something with it. Now, the scripture says that when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, and maybe you don't understand that. So go read about it. Go find out about it. But it says when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, it says when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit in the scripture, that they begin to speak with boldness. So you can't participate in speaking with a boldness until the Holy Spirit lives in you until you are spirit filled and the only way to do that if you want to do that and speak in that heavenly language all you have to do is say lord baptize me in the holy ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues now holy spirit come up and on me in jesus name now lord i release my prayer language and you start to hear those sounds on the inside of you and you just start to speak and pray in tongues and that other language that only you and god talk in and that my friends will give you the boldness to speak up during this time now now that you've done that now i want to pray over you father i ask you right now to give my brothers and sisters lord there they're they're my family, Lord, but they're your people. These people have given their lives to you. Lord, they want to be a difference maker. They want to be a history maker during this time. So Lord, I ask you right now to give them the boldness, Lord, that they can, when they open their mouth to speak, that people listen to what they have to say. Lord, I ask you that you give them the courage to speak in front of people that they never thought that they would speak in front of. Lord, I ask you that when their time comes to open their mouth to talk Lord that they hear you on the inside and that they are able to open their mouth to speak to lay hands on the sick so that they recover Lord that these people make a difference during this time and that their names will be when it's all said and done their names will be on the list of those that spoke and helped save not only this nation but help save the world and Lord, I thank you right now that you are imparting this. Lord, give them the words to say you said that you would fill our mouths with good things. So, Lord, I ask you that right now in the name of Jesus, that their mouths are being filled with good things so that when they open their mouth, it brings joy. It brings conviction. It brings peace. Lord, it brings a it brings love back into the people's life. And Lord, I I thank you Lord, that you're raising up an army. Lord, you are truly raising up and training the resistance during this time. Yeah. Now, right now, all of you that are that are supposed to be in this army, we call you forth from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Come forth. The Lord hath need of you. You are a force to be reckoned with in the kingdom of, of, right. of God's dear son, and you are a force again. the kingdom of darkness and so i call you forth during this time and go ahead and call your loved one's name out right now call their name and tell them say come forth come forth Stand by my side during this time. Fight with me because we need you. You start calling them forth every day. When you're praying for them, call them. Call their name. Tell them to get back where they belong and to take their place. And you stand up and you you know what, the only way that you may be able to reach them is just by opening your mouth and being bold and speaking up. And Lord, I thank you that help and deliverance will come during this time. As we wake up, we speak up, we show up and that we stand up for you. And Lord, Mm. I give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus name. Mm. Amen. So be it.
1: Hmm. Hey, and man. I I
2: want to show you something just before, just before we finish, and I want to lead everybody in this because I did this Sunday, but not everybody may have watched Sunday. So if I didn't make it clear what side I'm on,
1: Woo! Oh I yeah.
2: If I didn't make it clear before, and I want you to repeat after me, we say, "I am a part of the body of Christ."
1: I am a part of the body of Christ.
2: I will not stay silent.
1: I will not stay silent.
2: I am a part of the
1: rebellion. I am a part of the rebellion. To the kingdom of darkness. To the kingdom of darkness. I will fight the good fight of faith. I will fight the good fight of faith.
2: Hear me loud and clear, devil.
1: Hear me loud and clear, devil.
2: We are the resistance.
1: We are the resistance.
2: And we will win this war.
1: And we will win
2: this war. Hallelujah! Woo! Yeah, yeah. Amen.
1: Praise mm, God. Amen. Awesome. Well, Krista, this was great. I love, I loved every second of this, and how even we kind of took a, a surprise turn with addressing some stuff in the comments. I think it was really, really good yeah um we just i would just love, like your dad always says i love the people i love yeah, me the people, too you know and me i just too. i everybody that watches this show even if they come with with malicious intent like i i just genuinely love them and i'm like i'm just happy you're here because they're here in truth <laughs> and god is going to grab a hold of them you that's know? right so, um, that's
2: right that's the way to be and that's yeah. why you're making a difference jeff
1: amen amen so, Amen. okay. How can people follow you? Cause you're out there in social media.
2: I am. So if you want to follow me on social media, um, I'm, I'm kind of on Instagram more. So, uh, you can find me at Krista J Bullock and then the same thing on Facebook, but also, uh, you can watch me. I'm the drummer on the 11th hour on the robin d Bullock youtube channel and i also minister at church international and you can find that on the church international Uh, youtube channel and so and also we want to invite uh, all of you to tune in and to watch our grand opening of the new uh building will be opening on september 25th on the feast of trumpets and so it's going to be special if you can't make it in person uh all you got to do is just tune into the church international youtube channel and subscribe it will all be live streamed and uh, you can find all that information on churchint.org but come Come be with us. It's gonna be that awesome. is going to
1: be epic. Yeah. That's going to be epic. Okay. Yeah. So Krista, thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. It's just uh, my spirit is full. It's just like. praise God. Yeah. Okay. So everybody, Amen. that is our show. Have an amazing weekend. Join us on Monday. Monday is our one year anniversary special. It has been officially what? one year set part, And my wife is going to be here. Lauren is going to be here. It's going to be a Q&A with her. Um, That's it's just awesome. gonna be a good time for everybody to get to know her. I've been talking about her so much. I mean, she's my best friend after all. And I just, uh, yeah. So it's going to be a great show. You guys, That's my wife amazing. Is amazing. She's an amazing woman, super wise. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great. So tune in on Monday and you get to meet Lauren, my wife. Um, also, uh, we are going to be reading feedback from all of you guys, testimonies of how God has just changed nice you so over the course of this last year. Um, cause God has really shown me this was for equipping people. And there's a lot of people that have been delivered. They've got experienced deliverance as oh, a man. result of it's just been amazing. Healings taken to the next level. God is taking people to the next level. Praise um, God. yeah. One of our slogans is level up. Like that's one of the things God has been doing with people. So everybody, we want to hear about those things. So you can DM us on Instagram. You can send us a message via our Facebook page, our live Facebook page, or you can comment in the comments down below. And we're going to take all those. We won't be able to get to all of them, uh, but we're going to try and get to as many as we can. So it's going to be a great, great show. A lot of fun. Awesome. Um, Have a blessed weekend, everybody. Shalom. Shalom. See you on Monday.
0: This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fires is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.